Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Kevin. And this week we read Run Piece Volume 6. That was the secret number. Yes. If you guessed 6 last week, you were right. I don't think we did. No. Well, to be fair, it was because we read 4 and 5 almost back to back. Yeah. I, I remember this when I was looking through them. Yes. To same. figure out which one I needed to read. Yeah, it also didn't help that my history was a little messed up because I had read chapter 52 very long ago when Boichi did his version of that. Yeah. So I was like, well, wait, why is only like this one and the two ones or the one after it colored in what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I admit that made it more fun. Uh, we had one piece this week. Mm-hmm. And I guess we will start there since we have a pretty full show and jump this week. We have... Not One Piece Chapter 52, but One Piece Chapter 1019, Heliceratops, which I was like, oh man, is this going to be a Triceratops from hell or a helicopter Triceratops? Surely the former. And then <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> what did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I liked it. I like the the Frankie battles are always like, have that very big element of silliness to them. You know, like he's talking about like, you know, you realize I'm not good with the sword, right? I love that line and the, wait, is that how Triceratops work? Is that how dinosaurs work? Yes. I wrote down when he's just spinning his like Triceratops fin to be a helicopter shooting out spines. Yeah. Yeah. Frankie's my favorite character, except he never gets to do anything. So he's not my favorite character. But I remember when he gets to do something that he's my favorite character. And he gets to do things in this chapter, like fight with a screw sword and suplex a Triceratops. Yep. And ask, is that how dinosaurs work? Yes. He also has a really good, I really like that panel of his uh, Frankie's radical beam when he's shooting the Triceratops. You know, he's like upside down lining it up. It looks really cool. See, that was actually my one problem with the chapter. Oh, is really? that panel. I feel like it does a bad job of showing him eject from the Frankie Shogun to hit him with the beam. I completely forgot he has to do that. Yeah. Because he's in the Frankie Shogun the whole fight, and he wins by ejecting and shooting the beam, which is rad. Don't get yes. me wrong. It, I just it don't does, the... Yeah, it does do a very poor job of showing the fact that he has to do that. And then at the end, we get to see what Yamato's devil fruit is, kind of. Sort of, yeah. I, it's some kind of mythical creature. A lot of people were speculating a white tiger, but... Maybe the horns kind of... Throw me. Yes, but doesn't Yamato already have horns? So yeah, and that's totally possible. I feel like Kaido also has horns, but if not, he, Yamato might have got the horns from the Devil Fruit, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Anyway, I was real upset that we had to wait two weeks to get a new One Piece, but we have to wait two weeks to get a new everything. So yeah. Next up, speaking of One Piece, unless you had anything else to say no. on that, we have Shokugeki no Sanji Chapter Three: A Beautiful Dessert, which is fine. I actually did kind of like it, you know, it especially uh, paired well with the One Piece volume that we were reading. Yeah. I mean, Alabasta is my favorite One Piece arc, mm-hmm. and this is a chaser on the Alabasta arc, and yeah. I, I enjoyed it for that reason. It's It feels weirdly more fanficy than a lot of the other Shokugeki no Sanji chapters have. Yeah. It, it feels very much like a tribute, and I enjoyed reading it because I'm a big One Piece fan, but it didn't have a lot of value, I think, as a... Food Wars fan or a general manga fan. No. No, it's definitely, this is for One Piece fans who also happen to like Food Wars, which is probably a lot of us. I mean, I don't even think you need that. It's just like a side-in chapter of Sanji doing something nice for the crew. Yeah, true. 
like it has that like strong fanfic vibe to me, except for that he doesn't make out with anybody at the end. Yes. <laughs> Presumably his jump would not let them do that in their official fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> if this was actually Food Wars also, we would have seen Vivi naked 50 times instead of just in all of her outfits. Yes. But yeah, it was nice to have. It is better than an empty Shonen Jump, which is what we've been getting lately. Mm-hmm. But if that's all we have to say on it, next up is My Hero Academia number 320, Deku vs. Class A. What did you think of this one, Kevin? I really liked this one. I really liked Deku like having his moment of I no, I'm I'm in I'm endangering all of you and like he's trying to fight like especially with himself and everyone just, you know, like you idiot, we're friends in their own unique ways. Bakugo being like, "You damn nerd, you made me break the fourth wall." <laughs> yes. I liked that. Frope at the end really got me. You know, just cuz we I guess we don't see quite everyone from class 1A cuz I don't think we, we see Uraraka fighting him or Ida. It's there the absences I think are very notable. Yeah. And really we don't see Bakugo like he's there to like kick it off, but he doesn't do much yet. Yes. I feel like... And Todoroki finishes it, but does not do much either. Yeah. I like those as bookends. I think this chapter worked a lot better than last week's. And mm-hmm. I almost think if they had all just showed up, if it seemed last week like it was just going to be Bakugo and Todoroki, mm-hmm. and all of Class A showed up, this would be way more powerful. Yeah. I still don't really like that last chapter, but this one was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about it? No. That'll bring us to Blue Box number 14, Aquarium, which was cute. Yeah, I uh, really liked it. I liked it quite a bit as well. I, I've said lately about Blue Box that this just feels like a beat chapter, and mm-hmm. this one kind of does, but very distinct from the others, and that I think it was a lot cuter yeah. and more important, but it doesn't really accomplish much as a chapter is, I guess, what I'm getting at, which it doesn't have to if it's this nice and cute. Yeah, it's totally fair. I really like the, uh, hey, you can send me this sticker whenever you want to talk, and he's like, really? I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> when she sends him the sticker immediately. Yeah, and she's like, oh, you're a good housemate. And he's like, uh, well, I guess that's that's a good start. Yep. I'll start there. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. And she wore a dress, and I liked all the comments of she's in a dress. Yes. The entire time. Anything else you want to say about it? No. All right, that'll bring us to Dr. Stone, Z equals, I didn't write it down properly. Universe of zeros and ones. I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. Oh, I didn't write it down, so we'll, the world will never know. Yep. There's no way to know. Absolutely no way. I like this chapter quite a bit. The ending in particular, I thought, was I, very strong. I really, I had some really tough struggles with the speech bubble placement in the last couple of panels. I could not figure out who was talking. Huh. I don't I, remember that. I w- usually I was, that's the sort of thing yes. I observed. So. I was really struggling with, all right, is this Senku saying this line? Is this someone else saying this line? Because like the speech bubble was like, it was showing Senku, but the speech bubble was like coming from above him. So I was like, oh, is this like Chrome or you know somebody or Gen making a comment in the background while Senku's doing something? So I got really confused who was saying what, and the ending got super muddled because of that. Because I was like, okay, so is, is Senku impressed or... Can, is Senku like, oh, I can't read machine code because I figured he'd be able to, like, m- not necessarily do it as well, but he's like, I at least, you know, know what this is. I mean, he does, I, I read it did this out with Senku, but he does, like, kind of figure out what it is. Yeah. After he stares at it, man, he's like, wait, did you just write Dragon Quest? Well, now I have to make an NES. This show, this manga loves Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, so that really hurt it for me. 
was the fact that I got confused. I was like, so is that Gen making a, a comment about not being able to read machine code? Was that Senku saying it and then immediately going, oh, wait, no, it's Dragon Quest. Like, I just, I, because I lost the 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 narrative of who was talking, it and that really impacted yeah, what it, was well, going on. I, I've read many comics where that happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's bad. Comicking is a skill that pretty I've, much anyone who looks at Shonen Jump has because of their strict requirements yeah but i've had the same thing happen in literature sometimes where it's like i suddenly you know they're not saying whoever's saying the line at the end of each sentence for a while and suddenly like wait who's talking again now like depending on who's saying this line it drastically changes what the meaning is yes so yeah i didn't have those issues so i liked it quite a bit but i do understand your critique Mm -hmm. I, I suppose on that impasse, we will move on to Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Chapter 71, Mash, Burn, Dead, and the Origin of the Greatest Magic User. <laughs> I like it. It's back to Mash being silly, just having fun. Like, it's not as great as some of the really good Mashal chapters, but I was like, oh, thank God, Mash is back, and he's here just being silly. I did like the bit where he's like, no, uh, he's like, run, Marky Mark. I was taught to be kind to my elders. <laughs> he's like, does he think I'm some old man crossing the street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean just the plot still is doing nothing for me unfortunately yeah. like marky mark lost his powers i guess that's good because we don't like that guy but i, I want to see Mashal fight this ogre thing i guess yeah honestly it wasn't the fact that i didn't like marky mark i liked him okay but it was it was like if they hadn't introduced all might as you know the hero that he was before they started and was just suddenly he was in his final battle with all for one and you were like who's this dude? He's a teacher, right? He taught them at one time. He he taught them at some point. Yeah. All right. Well, next up we have Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 53, Suzu's Invitation. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Suzu be thirsty. (laughs) Well, they could have called the the whole series that. Yes, but this chapter is real bad. Yeah, well, they explain everything to their friend, and they're like, should we explain it to our other friend? And she's like, nah, she's into aliens, not demons. Yep. She she won't understand this at all. Like, hey, did you tell, is there anything else you're hiding from us? They're like, no, no. And Matsuri's like, maybe I should stay a girl. It seems way more convenient for me, because I have friends. Also, I wear panties now. (laughs) And so Susie's like, well, then we have to have a sleepover. And I love her brother being her wingman. Yes. Be like, oh, mom doesn't know about their relationship, but I do. And so I have to distract Shiragane so they can have fun times. Yes. I do like that. And I do like his mom being like, I honestly thought you were a boy when you were younger. I apologize. (laughs) And that's it. It's like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Funny how that works, huh? Yes. Yeah, it's all very fun stuff. Yep. Anything else you want to say on it? I we, I feel like we haven't said much of anything, but I feel like everything in Shonen Jump was either that happened or, man, that was good. Yep. So last but not least, we have Nero, the way of the martial artist, skill three, Nagashiwi and Ryu. Have we ever seen a series fall literally to the back of the book this fast? I don't think so. Literally the last thing in the book, other than a special one shot we're not going to cover today. Yep. What did you think of it, Kevin? N- not a fan again. Like, I had this, you know, oh, did you know this guy's like essentially the best fighter in the school? So it was like, so he agreed to cross swords with some random stranger from the street with live blades. Are you fucking kidding me? I I mean, it just feels like all of this, sh- all the first three chapters feel like they should have fit in the first chapter to me. 
Yeah. All the stuff that's being revealed here, it just all seems like it should have come out in chapter one. I, I think the fight st- scenes are still pretty well drawn. Yeah. Which is reflected in where I ranked it, but that's all it's got going for it. And like the main character's special power is he uses his toes. I mean, yeah. I can see how conceptually that could be cool, but you have to throw that in the first chapter, I think, because it doesn't feel like a reveal even this far in. Yeah, it it was very weird because it was like, oh, you know, he walks barefoot everywhere. I literally never noticed. No. Well, it's it's a reveal to us, the audience, but it, yeah, eh. But like, it's one of those. Yeah, it just it didn't. I didn't care. Same. All right. That is our speed running through Shonen Jump, even though we had a full run this week. And that will bring us into Jump Card. Jump Card is a segment where we rank everything we read this week from our least favorite up to our favorite. 19. It's like a real Shonen Jump again, Kevin. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 19? That's where I have high school family. Same. Cat nonsense. The- Cat did slam dunk. Yeah. If you found that funny, maybe you should read this chapter. But I did not. No. Also, Cat was helped with slam dunk. It's not like the cat jumped up and did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very good. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 18? That's where I have me and Robico. Same. It was a story, so that's better there, than high there, school yep, family. There was a story, but it's you know it, it heavily featured Robico, so down at the bottom you go. <laughs> what do you have at seventeen? That's where I put Nero. I was just not a fan of you know it's like I I absolutely have to go here. Oh well, you'll have to get your academics up, well, of course. <laughs> I mean you know like I I realize that's a trope, but it's such a tired yeah. trope at this point. Like it. I don't mind if it's like, oh, I suck at one thing in my studies, not literally like, oh, yeah, I'm a super genius when it comes to martial arts, but I'm an idiot when it comes to school like that. It's a right what you know problem, right? Because most manga artists did not do well in school because they were busy focusing on their craft, yeah, and especially if you're good enough to get in the jump. That's totally fair. But at the same time, like, I feel like most manga artists, you know, they should at least be pretty decent at literature, right? Well, it's a problem of the Japanese school system. Yeah. Because it's all about rote memorization and getting all the right answers. And I don't even know how they teach literature there, to be honest. Fair. Because I've never seen, like, a literature class in an anime. Yeah. I mean, I have, but that's always, usually they're just, like, reading things, so. I mean, that's how our literature classes work, too, at the yeah, but like all, level. W- but we don't see, like, what they do. We basically just see, like, all right, and now you shall read from this passage. Like, okay. <laughs> I have Black Clover at 17. Sure. Asked is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember where he was, but it's cool that he's going to save all the girls, I guess. <laughs> I liked Asta showing up, so he went, it went quite higher. What do you have at number 16? That's why I have Candy Flurry. The fact that the, like, you know, oh no, is this guy's secret going to get found out? And then they, like, turned it into a joke. It, it, it kind of worked for me. Uh, it, it, it didn't, like, super work. I don't have it much higher. Yeah, it did and it didn't. Because I was like, all right, so, like, the joke is funny, but, like... It feels like you can't tell whether or not you want to be serious or be like comedic about it. Yeah, I definitely think this is a, this series is in a spot where it doesn't know what its tone is, and that's yeah. one of its biggest problems. Yeah, that, that's really the problem because, like, you know, even something like Cop and Dolphin, it uh, shifted. 
but it there did, were shifts. It did shift, but even then when it was being silly, like, it took the silliness seriously yeah. when it had shifted to more serious tone. Like, this guy's a hammerhead shark with a hammer for, a, like, a hammer for a head. But, like, it didn't joke about it. It just was like, it presented this ridiculous thing as if it were serious, and that was the joke. Yeah, it's the Batman 66 trick. Yeah. Or if you're a kid watching that show, you don't realize it's a joke because everything is played serious, and that's yep. a joke. Yeah, I have Sakimoto days at sixteen. Okay, the it was kind of funny, like it made me smile, but it never made me laugh. So yeah, that's fair. It's not much higher. I would completely agree with that. What do you have at fifteen? That's where I have Undead and Unluck. This just seems like the entire chapter was Fuko's in love with Andy. I, I knew this already. <laughs> so did I. I. I have been reading this manga <laughs> for you know since it started, but I was like. She figured this out like an arc ago, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Manga bro. <laughs> Do you even lift pencils? <laughs> I have the Hunter's Guild Red Hood at 15. Sure. It's still not doing much for me, the art style I really don't like. And what really got me about this is like, okay, we beat the werewolves. Now time to move on. Oh, no, more werewolves are coming here for yeah. some reason. Yeah, that it is not much higher for me for uh, that reason, actually. So I have Sakamoto days at 14. I completely agree with it. They did make me smile a couple of times with Sakamoto, you know, like, especially I was reacting to, you know, the one guy had the jets that literally launched Shin out of the bath and Sakamoto was just like, hmm, comfy. And when they're in the freezing cold water, he's like, I don't know, it's a little tepid. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's classic Goku, too strong yeah. for himself stuff. Yeah. So I like that. I have Candy Flurry at 14. Okay. Mostly because I felt similarly to about it at Sakamoto days, but I af- actually laughed at the point in the joke where the, all the classmates are like, I don't think he has a secret. I think it's just some like weird psychological thing this villain is trying to like <laughs> separate us from him or something. So we all think he's lame. Yeah. Uh, what do you have at 13? That's where I have Hunter's Guild. I, you know, I've been liking it more than you, but then it was. Especially the like ending narration that was like, oh yeah, this entire thing has been a flashback inside of a flashback. So it was like, oh yeah, this was the day that my entire village was killed, except for me. What? Okay. Glad that we got to know all these villagers. Yep. I mean, we, you know, we didn't, but well, we, we knew a couple of them. No, we, the only ones we knew died. So. <laughs> yes. Well, time to meet some new ones so they can die. <laughs> I have narrowed at 13 entirely because of the fight sequences, which I do think are well drawn. Sure. What do you have at number 12? That's where I have the elusive samurai. I just felt like this one was much sillier than normal. And I like the introduction of the brother character is interesting, but that was about it. Gotcha. I have Shokugeki no Sanji here. Okay. Again, because I enjoyed it as fan service stuff, but like there wasn't much to it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. What do you have at number 11? That's where I have Dr. Stone, mainly, like I said, just because of that narrative dissonance of, like, I don't know who's talking. It actually makes me miss the, not the chess, what was that? Double um, Taisei? Yeah, Double Taisei, where they would have, like, either the speech bubbles in the shape of the character's head or have, like, the character's head in the speech bubble so that you could tell this person is talking. I was like, that is actually super useful, and I really like that technique of... You know, I could just kind of glance at it, and if, I, if I'm if i following the flow, it doesn't interrupt it. But if I'm confused, I can look at this and be like, okay, that guy said this thing. All right, cool. Now I know what's going on. Yeah, Sailor Moon does that as well, mm-hmm. and I've seen plenty of American comics use similar ideas. Yeah. A Batman v Superman likes to do things where Batmans are shaped like his logo and Supermans are shaped like his logo, which is cool for like one issue before it starts getting in the way. 
Yeah. I'm also always a fan of changing different characters' text colors. I realize you can't you know, do that in manga. You can't do that in manga. But you know, they're doing something similar with changing the bubbles or putting the heads like just putting the heads in the speech bubble, like just a little tiny drawing of, you know, hey, there's this character silhouette. Oh, it's that guy talking. Cool. I have Magi Chan at eleven. Okay. I found this ending really underwhelming in some weird ways. Yeah. It felt like both like it was gonna be the last chapter and like that was disappointing and also just like, like I, I don't know. It didn't really work for me. The sh- status quo shift that it ends up enacting, I'm not super excited by. Eh. I did like the joke at the end, though, where Maggie Chan is like, prepare, and she's like, prepare for what? It is a school day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that pit got me. Yeah, I like that. What do you have at number 10? That's where I have Witch Watch. I don't know. This just kind of, this kind of felt all over the place a little bit, I guess. You know, so we have, oh, no, Cone's beat up. Yeah, beat up by this dude. And I do kind of like the bit with Moy at the end getting super serious and, you know, he's trying to intimidate the bullies. Like, what are you going to do? And he literally punches through the wall like, hey, where is it? What, the guy bullied? Don't worry about it. No, where's Wolf? Yeah, I, 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 we'll talk about it when I get to it, I sure. suppose. I have Undead Unlock at 10. Okay. I think I liked it a bit more than you. I always like the, like, ah, my power is for you to fall in love with me and it never works trope mm-hmm. that we have here. And yeah, I'll agree with you thematically, n- no advancement or anything, but Fair. I-, I like unlock doing stuff, Fair. which the series is lacked for most of it. Yeah. What do you have at number nine? That's where I have Magu-chan. I really like the bit where it looks like, you know, oh, they're going to defeat Muscar, and then Unrius is like, ha ha, have, you have activated my trap card, and turns him into, you know, being her silly self of like, yeah, and I turned him into a baby to teach him a lesson. Because this isn't the sort of violent manga where we murder people. Yes. I have Mashal at number nine. Sure. I, I feel like I said my full piece on it. What do you have at number eight? That's where I put Mashal, and I completely agree. I like Mash being back, but that's about it. That's where I put the Elusive Samurai. I agree with you. It was sillier than normal. It wasn't normally what I want from Elusive Samurai, but mm-hmm. I feel like a whole bunch of the bottom stuff this week was not much, to be honest. The Fair. stuff we talked about. Stuff ranked because, ah, oh, I kind of laughed at that, and that was about it. Fair. What do you have at number seven? That's where I have Black Clover. Like I said, I just really like the moment of Asta showing up, and I I liked that talk about, you know, it was like, oh, the devils understand the power hierarchy, and there's, you know, you you literally can't fight somebody above you. And the uh, the very shonen thing of, well, you know, a shonen protagonist power is that they never give up. It's not that I always win. It's that I never give up. Yeah, I, I just like always with Black Clover, I'm like, yes, you have written a textbook on shonen manga. I would appreciate <laughs> if you wrote a shonen manga instead, because you're <laughs> correct. This is what should be happening. But I don't care, and I would like to. I came here to care. Please make me care. I like this girl. I don't want her to be saved by that dork who's <laughs> the main character. I have Witch Watch at number seven. Sure. I mostly agree with you. It was kind of all over the place. The pacing seemed really weird in it, but I also think a bunch of the moments actually carried it. Fair. What do you have at number six? That's where I put Chokugeki no Sanji. I think reading it a lot at the same time of one, I, you know, it's not a, our first introduction to Sanji, but just remembering, oh yeah, you know, this is the this is the time before Sanji became part of the crew. Um, just something about it clicked with me, and I just I liked it. You know him. You know I I do like Alabasta and uh, their time with Vivi. So him coming to save the day as a chef was pretty great. Yeah, I have Mission Yozakura family at number six. Sure. More Shonen exam stuff. Shonen exam. That's yes. not anything. <laughs> this is the Shonen exam. That, that's, look, 
I, I'm filing that away for one day. <laughs> <laughs> Not the shonen exam, the shonen exam. Do you have what it takes to be a good shonen boy? We shall find out. <laughs> you better be ready to never give up and have your heart in the right place and sacrifice yourself for a friend or you will not survive here. <laughs> It's more tuning exams type stuff, but the fight scene was pretty good for Mission Yuzakura family. And the comedic interlude, I think, went a little long, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. What do you have at number five? That's where I put Mission Yuzakura. I completely agree with you. I really liked it. I like the moment of, you know, Tayo's been holding back the whole time. And he's like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for holding back. Let's fight for real. You know, with his brother being like, don't look down on me. I'm way more of a badass than you. I'm the one holding back. I have Dr. Stone at number five. Okay. Because weirdly, I am the one who didn't have technical problems with this manga that kept it down. That feels like a weird role reversal. Yeah. But I really like the like, oh, this is Dragon Quest. Okay, now we got to make an NES. I was like, computers, we won't have those. But now <laughs> I got to make an NES, so. I, it makes sense because he was talking about how the reason that computers were going to be hard was superconductors, which, you know, I'm pretty sure an NES doesn't use. So he was like, oh, well... Because, like, at the same time, you could make a computation machine, but he's like, oh, well, if we, you know, if we make an NES and play Dragon Quest, we can get to the moon. <laughs> yeah. As someone who hasn't beaten Dragon Quest, that sounds right. <laughs> what do you have at number four? That's right, Ayakashi Triangle. Super solid, you know, thirsty Suzu. Silly jokes. I love the, the thing with Shirogane being like, hi, I've tricked these people into thinking I am a cat and giving me snacks. <laughs> And then uh, the little brother getting him with the cat toy is like, ha, I know what you were doing, fool, but I cannot resist. <laughs> and he'd be like, go, Suzu, I believe in you. <laughs> I support your relationship. Yes. I have Blue Box at number four. Sure. Like I said, I thought it was cute, so it goes up this high, but it mm -hmm. didn't feel like it had accomplished much. Fair. So it had to go below my top three. What do you have at number three? That's where I have Blue Box. And that's um, where I have Ayakashi Triangle. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I just really liked Blue Box this week, so- and what do you got at number two? That's where I have my hero. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think the last panel for One Piece really got me. But I, I really did like my hero this week. All the moments they had where they were helping each other and that Bakugo line where it's like, You're not even drawn like you're not even drawn like the rest of us. It's really great. <laughs> you're drawn like Stain. I wasn't there for that fight, I don't think. Why wasn't I there for that fight in hindsight? Oh yeah, we weren't really friends yet. No, it's because uh he wasn't on a an internship, or not an internship. I mean, narratively speaking, not yes. literally speaking. I have one piece of number two. Mostly because gotcha. of that Frankie stuff I was talking about, where I think the storytelling is a little worse than it usually is in One Piece. Fair. I shouldn't say mostly that. My Hero Academia was, frankly, everything I want in Shonen Manga this week. I, it was, it, it, it on was, its own merits, it got ahead. Yeah, it's super solid. For me, it was just, I, I really liked Frankie. You know, like you said, it was like, I love Frankie. He doesn't get to do much stuff, so having him do stuff is great. And he fights a Heliceratops. Yes. <laughs> That's how dinosaurs <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah, I, I always love that. Is, is that how dinosaurs <laughs> work? That's how dinosaurs dinosaurs work now bitch well frankie wouldn't know he's never met one i, I know feel like, i like to read that as genuine i i know i know it's not supposed to be but in frankie, yes hmm, is that how I, I never thought but you know they're cool i know that yeah and like i said that last panel with yamato looks freaking sweet yes it does I'm really excited to see yamato versus kaido hope we yep. get quite a bit of that in two weeks but that's all we have for shonen jump unless there's anything else you want to say nope We'll be back to talk about One Piece more, Volume 6 specifically.
So we read volume six of One Piece this week, which is, I mean, I've talked a lot when we talk about One Piece about how it knows what it is from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I really think this is when Odai figures out manga storytelling, though, is this arc specifically. And we yep. see so much of it in this volume. Mm-hmm. I, this is where the anime starts to stretch out a little bit, too. So there was so much more in this volume than I expected. Yeah. Because with the Syrup Village and Buggy arcs, they, they go like shonen manga arcs. Mm-hmm. They're what you expect. But there's a real formula to them. And not to say that there isn't a formula in the rest of One Piece, because there absolutely is. But this is where Odai really figures out how to set something up and then just make it worse and worse and worse, which is how all good fiction works. Yep. And everything explodes at the same time here. Like it sets up for Luffy to fight Don Krieg and then Nami steals the ship and then Hawkeye Mihawk shows up. Yep. And it all happens at the same time. And then Zoro gets murdered by Mihawk. Critically injured. Yeah. Yeah. And I do love that moment of, you know, Luffy goes to attack him and Mihawk just dodges and he's like, Hey, that was nice of you to let him fight me on his own. Uh, he's not dead. And Luffy kind of like immediately calms down like, oh, okay. I love the single panel we get during the fight of Luffy, like stopping Usopp from interfering, where Luffy is clearly shaking and like grabbing onto the ground with all four limbs to yes. stop himself from joining the fight. But he is respecting the honorable sword duel between Zoro and Mihawk. Also, I don't think it was stopping Usopp. It was Johnny and uh, the other yeah, guy. You're, you're right. Usopp gets the line though. I'm yes. Like, hey, shouldn't we help him? Yeah, and the two of them are, are, you know, the two of them are like, "How can we let him do that?" And uh, you know, Luffy's like, "Nope." I I shouldn't say I forget because I think about it all the time. But my favorite line in maybe all of One Piece is in here, where Zoro's like, "You're gonna use that toy to fight me," and he goes, "I'm not in the habit of using a cannon to hunt rabbits." Yeah, and I really like how you know Zoro's like, "Fine, it's your funeral," and then you know throughout the whole fight is like, "Oh, oh God, he he wasn't kidding." I don't even know how to backstep. There are so many things in this fighting game I don't even know. I beat the story mode. I thought that made me good. <laughs> but I don't know anything about animation canceling or perfect parries or yep. hockey. <laughs> you know, it's nice to hear Don Creek is like, oh, that guy must have had a devil fruit. Uh, there's no way a regular dude can cut ships in half. Well, actually. <laughs> I mean, that's not revealed here. I know. Not, he does. In fact, it's almost hinted at because, like, yeah, everyone in the Grand Line has devil fruits like that. Yeah, it wasn't so much that everyone in the Grand Line has that because, like he mentions, Zareph doesn't. So Zeph, it's like, yeah. well, he's like, but Zeph didn't, so he must have been incredibly skilled. Yeah, that's true. And he's like, I want his logbook because he must have had some secret for dealing with people who have these powers. Yep. And I think it's just a, a masterclass in world and bigoting. Yes. Which is something we talk about with the Hunter Hunter guy, how he really struggled with. And One Piece is so good at it because Mihawk shows up and is slicing ships in half, which is ridiculous. But it's not quite the level of Dragon Ball Z ridiculousness. Yeah. And he's also set up as like, oh, he's the best in the world. So you do put a limit of slicing ships in half. But then you almost counteract that by having him beat Zoro so badly, clearly without trying. Yeah. And it's clear he was not trying with the ships either. Yeah. Well, and then they also have the, he's, you know, like, hey, there's four other seas. Guess what? You're from the smallest pond. Yeah. And I'm from the Grand Line. And then there's a secret double Grand, Grand line, line beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not mentioned here, but no. yes. <laughs> no, it is not. But you see it on the map because there's the, the bisection of the mountains because yep. of the way the world is divided into four. Yep. Secret double Grand Line. <laughs> I, I, I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah, but also we get a lot of the Sanji Zeph stuff about Sanji being like, hey, no, feed them. Like, they're like, but it's the hungry, angry pirates that are going to fight us. 
Yeah. And Zephyr's like, yeah, none of you have starved before. Like, yep. We will feed them and then we will fight them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like that moment because we don't know Sanji's background yet, do no, we? No, we don't. Yeah. I, I couldn't quite remember. But that's why he's like, nope, those guys are starving. Absolutely, I'm going to feed them because both he and Zephyr are like, I do know what it's like to starve. No one else is going through that ever again. Yeah, if we have anything to say. Like, we will cook yeah. for them. And then I even, like, Patty, being like, hey, I know that you are always feeding the guys. We, I kick out Sanji. Yes. And maybe sometimes you're right to do that. But these are 100 pirates actively trying to siege us. Yes. But it's that ridiculous Shonen thing of doing the right thing and having a code. And it builds character. Yep. It, even though we don't know Sanji and Zeph's backstory yet, clearly we know something awful happened to them in yep. regards to not having food. Yeah. Yeah, so really like that. Really like Don Krieg. Like, just looking at how small fish he is, you know, Buggy manages to actually make it to the Grand Line, but some of these early characters, like, Kuro didn't feel as small fish as Don Krieg does because Don Krieg was trying to challenge the Grand Line and Kuro knew he couldn't. Yeah, Kuro was specifically trying not to have to go to the Grand Line. Weirdly, Django goes to the Grand Line. Yeah. (laughs) But that's just because One Piece is good. But yeah, Don Creek did get to the Grand Line. He just yep. failed miserably as soon as he got there. Although, to be fair, he, he rolled Hawkeye Mihawk on his <laughs> random encounter <laughs> chart yeah. for the first thing, which, you know, feel like Luffy would have not done great in that scenario either. I mean, he would have been fine because Zoro would have fought him and they would have had that honor duel. And Hawkeye would be like, ah, cool crew. I hope you we meet again when you are actually good. Yep. Please get good, and then we will fight. See, the other thing I feel like that would have happened even if Zoro wasn't on the crew is Hawkeye would not have been immediately pissed off at Luffy, like, you know, because of Luffy's actual special power of his ability to make friends with literally fucking everybody. And this straw hat would have been helpful from things we yes. know about Mihawk. Yeah. So there definitely would have been several, mo- you know, it made it seem like Don Krieg either did something stupid to... Mihawk or Mihawk just happened to be in a bad mood and Don Krieg didn't do anything about it. So, you know, everyone died. Yeah. I do really like Don Krieg's design, though. It's We're both playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and I don't know if you've gotten to the dudes in armor with guns yet, but I Don Krieg's look is very similar yes. to them. And I really like it. I always super love Don Krieg as a villain. It's yeah. weird that, like you say, he's so small potatoes, and he's in this real awkward spot where One Piece is becoming what One Piece is. Yep. Even though, like I said, it's there from the beginning, it would not have been so popular or continued so long if it did not continuously level up. Yeah. And this point is one of those huge level ups, I feel, this specific arc, which makes Don Krieg feel gigantic. But he's not as big as Arlong, who is two feet away. Yep. We've already seen his wanted poster, and Nami's already going over to him. Yeah. And speaking of that, I really love that moment where, you know, Nami's like, ha-ha, and then uh, when she leaves Johnny, and I always forget the other guy's name. Yosuke, I think. Something like or that. Or Yasuo. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not Yasuo. But we have her crying when she's like, hey, I those guys were actually pretty neat. I really hope I can see you again sometime. It's like, yeah, I'm, and I'm almost there, Belmare. Yeah. Who could that possibly be? Who? And I think this is, like, one piece we've talked about pr- seems to know what it is pretty far ahead. There are some weird things where it seems like at one point maybe Luffy was going to be the only devil fruit user. Like, maybe that was the devil fruit, even though that changes quickly. Yeah. I think this is really where that's either Odai gets way better at foreshadowing his stuff or he is decided on what he wants the scope to be more really. Yes, yep. Jimbei is going to get mentioned next volume. Yeah. And he ain't going to show up for years. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can uh you can grow old enough to drink before Jimbei grows up or shows up from here. Yeah. 
Well, because even then, there's there's still another time where he gets mentioned, and then there's still quite a long period of time before you actually see him. Yeah. But we're already setting up the next arc. This is going to bleed right in in a way One Piece arcs don't even usually. Yeah. Although they, it's not super weird for them to. No. No, usually there's a, a lot of impetus for him, you know, moving on to the next arc. Yeah. If there is one criticism, it does kind of feel like we go on this huge side quest in the middle of this one for Zoro to fight Hawkeye. But it's also one of the coolest fights in the series. So yeah. it's hard to be too upset about it. And it really em- emphasizes the Shonen stuff where Hawkeye or Zoro is like, hey, I promise to never lose again. Yeah. And Hawkeye's like, hey, I hope you I meet you guys again. You seem yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like that he he could tell that Don Krieg was just, you know, again, small potatoes. And so he blew him up. And he was like, oh, this I actually like this Luffy kid. Yeah. He reminds me of a story I once heard. Yes. Maybe I should go drinking. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should have done because I was bored instead of slicing up ships. Nah, I wouldn't have got here. Yep. Although I do like that we have that thing of Johnny was like, oh, yeah, Mihawk frequents this uh, <laughs> restaurant. So that's why Zoro like that's why Zoro wanted to go. And then I was like, what? No, there's never been anybody like that. Um, there's this guy who has a red eye. Is that who you meant? Yep. And he was like, that Johnny lied to me. And then Mihawk shows up like almost immediately. It was like, well, I guess he didn't lie. I mean, he did lie. He just was right. Fair. E- even a racist clock is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's good stuff. We don't, we, we're kind of in the setup at the end still. I do mm-hmm. love. There's the funny stuff of Luffy just breaking all the stuff as the Aaron point at the end. He's like, hey, if uh, if I beat these guys for you, can I go? And Zeph's like, yes. yes. I can't I- afford you to keep you for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I kept you for a year, the ship would be, uh, the ship would have sunk. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he's like washing dishes. And it was like, you know, how many dishes have you broken? I don't know. I lost count. He's like, no, I didn't know I was supposed to count. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, One Piece. Secretly good. Who yep. who could have known? Yes. One year in, quite good. One of the best chapter 52s ever, maybe, because that is the Mihawk Zoro fight. Yep. That is a way to celebrate a year. Yep. Anything else you want to say about it, Kevin? Nope. That just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the very top is... Luffy's longtime rival, Uzumaki Naruto. Mm-hmm. At the bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. He sucks. At the dead center, we have Kagome from Inuyasha and Hikaru Shido from Magical Knight Ray Earth. Mm-hmm. So from One Piece, who we got? We got Usopp at number six. That guy rules. Yep. We got Nami at 11. She's pretty good. Yep. We have Luffy at 16, also pretty good. Mm-hmm. We have Zoro at 47. He's not bad. And Buggy the Clown at 62. One of the top villains, if I remember right. Yeah, we've got a few guys above him. Tomura Shigaraki, for example, but... Yeah, well, I, you know... Yes. Who do we want to put on here this week? I mean, we can put Sanji on, because... We can, we certainly know. It feels a little early thematically for him, but certainly we know enough about Sanji to rank him. Do we want to put Hawkeye on? Yeah, we could put Hawkeye on. (laughs) We want to put Don Krieg on. That guy sucks. I'd, you know, I'd lean more towards Hawkeye than I would towards... uh... I think I agree. Don Krieg. So I'd say either Hawkeye or Sanji. Uh, and we can, you know, wait for a little bit on Sanji too. Yeah, I think Hawkeye. Sure. Hawkeye's interesting. I don't think he's as good as Buggy the Clown, even though I love that guy. Same. He serves a very different narrative purpose. He's less a character and more a goal. 
Yes. And he also will show up later to do some more stuff, but not a lot. This is even the bulk it, of his appearance. Yeah, well, and even then, a lot of that is more to cement the fact that he is the goal, kind of. Like, you know, there's the him fighting at the Mainford fight, like, really cements just how freaking powerful he is when it's like, all right, look at all of these power, powerful people and look at the fact that he does not give a shit. Yeah. So... Another villain we have on the list that I don't super care for, but I know you do more, so I will ask your opinion. How do you think he compares to Speed of Sound Sonic? I like him more than Sonic. I also like him more than Sonic. What about Speed of Sound Sonic? <laughs> we haven't ranked that Sonic yet. I'm sure there's a mo- there's a Sonic manga. Uh, there no, there are Sonic comics. I don't think there's Sonic manga. The, the, I, I feel like I just dug my grave by saying that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I think he's worse than Queen Barrel from Sailor Moon. What do you think? Yeah, like... As much as I love how cool he is a lot of the time, he's kind of just like the, uh, I am the ultimate swordsman. Okay, and the ultimate swordsman. Speaking of swordsmans, I don't think he's as good as Ichigo from Bleach. No. How do you think he compares to Genos from One Punch Man? I like Genos more. All right. I think he's probably better than manga duo Maxwell. Yeah. But maybe not as good as KJ Kiria from All You Need Is Kill? Sure. Okay. So going at number 89, above Duo Maxwell and below KG Kiria, will be Hawkeye Mihawk. Interesting first, like, supporting One Piece character to get on here. Yep. Because we have a lot of them if we're yes. going to keep going with One Piece. All right. With that, then, no Shonen Jump next week. Uh, so we get to take a week off. Yay. Mm-hmm. We will be back in two weeks to talk about Maji Va- what is it called? Maji, the secret of the labyrinth? Uh, the, the labyrinth of magic, I believe. Maji, the magic of the labyrinth. Did I say that right? No. Maji Labyrinth time. (laughs) Volume two. Kevin said, hey, Jeremy, I think you'll like volume two. And I said, well, I don't know why you think that after volume one, but you are the co-host of this podcast, so I will trust you. I mean, I've read it before, but at the same time, actually, now that I think about it, I don't know that I have, uh, because I don't remember how far I got into the manga. I've seen the anime, so I know it's popular and also that it's finished, so I kind of wanted to read it again and make it kind of fresh for when we were going back over it and maybe maybe you'll like it more and if not I will just continue to read it on my own or make me read it and make me continue to say mm, don't think this is good yeah I'm not going to subject the uh, the audience or you to that like if that, you that's don't what we have what's a Gundam for yes I was like if you don't like it then like I said I'll just continue to read it on my own until then our opening theme is fighting against one's will by midair machine our closing theme is the psychic fist fight by Tom W Emirate other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wint on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts. We're almost done with Gundam Seed Destiny, and I'm sure you want to see how that train wrecks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so listen to It's a Gundam. I'm proud of that show. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. Have a great week, everybody. Gotta stop.